Welcome back to the Quarter Life Podcast. My name is Juan, and I'm with... Oscar, your boy. And today we have a very special guest, a best friend of mine, best friend of Oscar's as well, uh, Ariel. That makes my heart cry. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, though, I just want to say congratulations on a thousand listens. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for everyone that listened and shared. We really appreciate you guys. Hopefully we can get to the next milestone, 2000, and then the next milestone, which is... Uh, payout from our sponsor anchor <laughs> which is ten dollars so keep sharing keep listening um today's gonna be a little different it's gonna be a filler episode uh, we hope you guys don't mind uh, something went wrong with the scheduling uh so we'll be back to a regular uh, topic um topic themed episode uh next week or the week after that uh today we're gonna do more of a, an album review things we've been listening to things we like uh, and Oscar's going to kick it off with an explanation of Tyler Creator's new album, Igor. So, for, wait, hold up. For clarity's sake, I'm your rebound. That's what I'm hearing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I grew up uh, an Odd Future fan. Uh, OG, uh, I Future Francis Bastards and I Future Tape, uh, Volume One. Uh, Ariel, have you listened to any of the any I Future ever? I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, so Odd Future <laughs> is this group of, um, I wouldn't even consider rap. They're all the majority of them are rappers. Um, they're singers. Some are comedians, but they're basically these kids. Or they're like not kids anymore. But when they started, they were like 18 years old. Um, from um, LA. There were, like, skaters who also, like, rap, um, and they had different styles. Like, they were very – back then, they were very dark, very, like, gory, very um, explicit. Uh, and Tyler Creator, if you listen to – I'm not going to tell you to listen to him, but if you want to, you can see his evolution of uh, from Goblin um, to, you know, Wolf all the way to, you know, Cherry Bomb, and then you have – uh, Flower Boy, which is his, his uh, Grammy nominated, and now he's uh, right now with Igor, his sixth album, which just uh, became number one album in the country right now. Whoa! Uh, ju- he just got that today. Um, when he came out with the album, he, there's a description saying, you know, it's not a rap album. It's not, you know, he's not putting a theme on. It. It's not an R B album. It's just his album. He doesn't want to generalize. He doesn't want to generalize it because if you listen to it, it's very each. Um, each song is different and he says just listen to it for the first time listen to it you know straight and then draw your own conclusion so that's what I did when it first came out I listened to it and I was like this song this album is a banger like 100% it's probably his when I first heard when I first heard it listen when I first started listening to it I thought it was like probably his second best album before goblin but now i think it's probably his best album um just because i deconstructed it and i, I started breaking it down okay do so you, do you think this is like his equivalent of uh childish gambinos that one album awaken my love awaken my love yeah because the way you describe that one makes me think like i'm gonna like it because i feel like that same theme of like don't generalize this album applies to his album which is one of the reasons i liked it was because it was so 
so broad. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a different. It's definitely a different album. Um, like it doesn't. It doesn't. There's no boundaries. There's no uh, music. Like he definitely. Both of you guys are Mac DeMarco fans, and he takes huge influence from Mac DeMarco, Pharrell, um, Pharrell being one of a very um, different person in the rap game. Um, always been different, producing wise, um, you know, rapper, whatever. Uh, so to start it off, the first song is called Igor Theme, and he doesn't rap at all, at all. There's no rapping. Um, little Uzi verse in it, uh, but he's a background vocalist and he's singing. You, you know who Little Uzi is? I know the name. Okay, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> uh, so Little Uzi, he has a, a very high pitched uh, rapping voice. Um, short guy, very cute. You know, he's just whatever, but. You never really hear him sing like this. Like it's definitely like non auto tune, little Uzi. He's just singing in the background, and there's multiple voice, multiple um, background singers. One of them being Tyler Creator, and he uses his voice as an instrument. Um, when I when I say that is that he he, he changes the pitch of his voice mm-hmm. to make it seem like he's more feminine okay. or more masculine, depending on the, depending on the perspective of the. Of the role he's playing, okay. so eager. So what I wrote for Igor Steam, uh, mainly background vocals. Like if he wrote verses, but he scrapped it for the for the beat. Like I felt like he wrote something for that song, but he said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna play the beat, the and this is gonna be it." Which plays perfectly well. Uh, it blends is a bl- is a very blended um, and non-stitch. Like it's it just flows very well, right? Um, he plays a lot with the piano and the synthesizer. I love that already. Um, so this he's a very big synthesizer, and he plays a lot with the bass, a lot of piano. Um, he goes crazy with it. Again, he doesn't really rap. It's kind of more like a, a intro to what you should feel because it, it has a lot of mellow tones, but also starts to become very aggressive. Okay. So the second song is called Earthquake. Um, the only feature there is Playboy Cardi. Um, you probably definitely don't know who Playboy Cardi yeah, is. Heard the name, never heard their music. Um, so Playboy Cardi introduces the the love interest to Tyler Creator or or Igor. You know, yeah. he, it starts by saying um, he's he's already he's already messed up. Um, he's already been broken up by, or he you know his significant other because you don't know if he's talking about a, a boy or a girl. He's just very general. Um, and if you listen to uh, Flower Boy, you can assume that he's he's talking about a, a guy, but um, he's never really identified anything. So he, I'm just gonna, for now on just gonna say other, right? Okay. So I wrote down a girl already broke his heart, or he broke you no know, the other person's heart, okay. and he's messed up. He knows it's, it's his fault, and he continues to say, uh, "Don't leave. It's my fault." So he, like the, the you know the breakup already happened, yeah. And he's he's begging for the other person to come back and is saying don't don't worry about it. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's like continuously like as in a repeat. Doesn't really like doesn't really change. The Playboy Cardi part is just very random. What does he even do? <laughs> he's like oh man no oh man no, 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 no that's it like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just wrote that his part is very legendary, um, but. It's, Mainly random and is very just. I think he wanted to add some rapping into it, and, mm-hmm. and Playboy Cardi, um, is kind of a meme. 
because a lot of his fans believe that he's saving hip hop. But like, I didn't really understand what he said until uh, I looked up his lyrics, and his lyrics actually say, basically, it's like, "Don't worry about me. I'm with Tyler. Don't worry about me. I'm with Tyler. Like, it's just I'm doing me. I'm with Tyler, um, which is completely a random message. Yeah. But um, in the end, his verse isn't his verse doesn't add to the story. Okay. So we're on to the third song, which is I Think. At this point, Buddy's heartbroken. Heart, heartbroken, whatever. And he's telling himself how much he loves her. He's convincing himself he loves her and over and over again. He's like, I, I love her. This is why I love you. And this is why I think I love you. Um, and how much he needs her. The chorus keeps saying, I think, trying to convince himself that he's the real. He's for real now. He keeps saying, this is for real. This is for real. Like, So there's been, it makes me think there's already been multiple breakups. Okay. But this is an ugly breakup. A very ugly breakup. And he, keeps, and he keeps reminding himself that he thinks that this is for real. And he wants a chance to tell that that someone, the other person, how he truly feels. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming at this point, they've broken up a couple of times. And he's changed his perspective of how he loves the other person. And he keeps changing it. But now he truly feels this is it. This is where he wants to be at. And this is where it starts becoming very toxic. Because the the... Tyler Crater's personality, Igor, mm-hmm. starts to embrace into the into the album, and the pitch or the tones he changes his his auto tunes starts to fluctuate. He starts to become more deeper, or the lyrics start to become very angrier. So the next song, which is just like a skit, you know, there's like a random, I don't even know who's this random, but it's like if he clipped it from some some movie, some episode, whatever. But okay. it basically this. Skit's called Exactly What You Run From, You End Up Chasing. And that's it. That's what the skit actually says, and that's the name of the skit. Um, but I wrote... What do, you, what do you mean by skit again? Just like a, like a filler song, okay. like this episode. Just like a, short, a shorter song? Yeah. In the song? Yeah. In the album? It's not even a song. Like Sometimes skits are like people talking. Oh, okay. No. It, it helps build the story. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know that's... So this is what... Yeah, yeah like... A lot of al- a lot of rap albums that want to tell a story use skits okay. in order to um, like uh, Kanye is a very big uh, skit person. If you look through college dropout or late registration, he used skits to um, create the story of like he's in college and he's um, you know a college kid and yeah. whatever. But this skit episode is called "Exactly What You Run From." You end up chasing uh, again a skip song. The overall message. The overall message that I got from it is that when you run away from something, in this case, love or toxic relationship, you more than often going to chase it than run away from it. And I kept thinking about toxic relationships, and I kept thinking about toxic relationships I've been into. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking every time I want to run away from it, I always tend to come back to it. To your toxic relationship? To toxic relationship. Something about toxic relationship always wants me to go back to it. And I feel like that's the part of the skit. That's that's what the skit's message is talking about. Yeah. That toxic relationships are hard to get away from. I, I can see that. So at this point, that's when I realized that this album is about toxic relationships and toxic breakups. Not just any other breakups, but toxic breakups. Awesome. Like breakups that happen so often that they become um, bad for mental your mental state, your emotional state. So the next song is called Running Out of Time. And I'm just going to read what, you, what I wrote. The perfect... The other person's moving on. 
Tyler's losing time to try to trying to convince the the other person that he has changed. He tried everything at this point, so he's been constantly changing, or like telling, like trying to show the other person that he's changing, or like he he's every opportunity he can get, he tries to you know show her or it or, or who. Um, or the other person. Yeah, another song that lets the beat play the story for you. So this is not much of a lyrical song. There's a lot of vocal backgrounds yeah. that explains the story to you, but. The main part is that he he's running out of time. Like, there's no much, there's not a lot of time to convince the other person to come back to him. And at this part, he gets very, very, very angry. Um, the next song is called "New Magic Wand," and it starts off by saying, "Sometimes you gotta close a door to open a window." Um, you ever heard the phrase, you know? One door closes, another one opens. Exactly, mm-hmm. but th- in this case, is you close the door and you open a window, which is a smaller opportunity. Yeah. Or a, a less valued opportunity. Yeah. Um, what I have written down is you lose an opportunity, you fall back to something less. The beat is angry, the lyrics are angry and jealous. He keeps like a lot of the a lot of the beginning verses are very jealous mm-hmm. and very envious. Um the other person also has a new person and he feels like he's sharing now. He okay. feels like even though he's not with the other person and the other person is with someone else, yeah. he feels like he's sharing. He says, like, I'm not about the sixty forty stuff. Yeah. Assuming he's taking 40% and the other person taking 60% of the other person's time. The window. The other guy's other person's the door. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other person also has a new person he feels like she's sharing. He's saying that uh, what they used to have is uh, was magic, hence the new magic wand. Yeah. And if he had a magic wand, he will have, you know, quote unquote, get the other person to disappear. Yeah. I take this as he's getting very stockish. And he's plotting to kill his significant other's other person. Other person, right? So he's getting very like this is where it gets very like the high point of toxic relationships, where to other you know if you reflect on um, toxic relationships on in the real world, people die sometimes because yeah. of you know stockish boyfriends or girlfriends or people just you know shit happens like it really does, and this explains the perspective of. Igor, which is his personality that that takes over Tyler when he's angry. Yeah. A boy is a gun is the next song. Which one? That's, that's the name of the song after New Magic Wand. What was it? A boy is a gun. Yeah. So at this point, uh, Tyler probably got rid of his ex's other or did something to the point where his ex is at the breaking point. And the way I took it is at this point, whether it was at at that point or the ex went to find Tyler, his ex has him on gunpoint. Like, the ex has Tyler on gunpoint. So now, like, he keeps saying, don't shoot me. And every time he says, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. Kind of turn around on him. Yeah. And then he goes to explain why he, he shouldn't shoot me. So this is where, like, the ties have turned against Tyler and and, yeah. and the ex is, is step is, um... The ex is like standing up for herself, yeah. or or he's standing up for herself, like whatever, and so he changes perspective a lot in in this song. And Tyler's pleading for his life. He changes perspective because towards the end, he talks from his ex perspective. So this is like towards the end of the song. This is his ex, uh, letting Tyler know that they are friends, but doesn't want to see him ever again. So for some reason, the ex forgives him for whatever, like all of this toxic. Um, 
Whatever he's done. Whatever he's done, he, she or he has forgiven him. Yeah. But he, she, he or she doesn't want to see him ever, ever again. They're, they're like friends. Like, I'm still Facebook friends with you, but don't ever, you know. I think that's a lie. Exactly. No, no, but that, that's <laughs> the point. Like, you have the title as friend, but yeah. the, the thing of friends doesn't apply to you and me anymore. In real, yeah, yeah. In real life. Like, if we see each other in the bar, like, we're nobodies, but yet we're quote unquote friends. Yeah. And, and it kind of put Tyler in a calmer spot because like, all right, you know, we're not in a relationship or now we're still friends. He, he convinced himself oh that he's God. friends, That's which it messed, <laughs> it messed up the, like it could have ended there, yeah. but because he, she, she or he used friends and then where a lot of tax relationships come from, like they break up and like, Oh no, we're still friends. Oh, we're best friends. They, they use that as hope as hope. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they come back to it. Like using like, I'm st- we're still friends or we can still be friends is a very, um, like a, a handout yeah. that can always be used to co- to bring to reel you back in. Hold on, before you, you want me to turn off the AC? Nah, it's fine. Okay. I don't you think I'll pick it up. No. Um, so the next song is called Puppet. So uh, time has definitely passed by since Tyler and his ex seen each other. So for for sure they cut ties. Uh, he's more heartbroken than ever. So obviously the the whole we're still friends messed them up. Yeah. Um, he wants to find her, so he doesn't know where she's at. So he's definitely cut all ties with him. And so he wants to find her or him um, and just talk. Like, he keeps saying, I'm going to go find you. I'm going to go knock on your door, and I'm going to find you, and we're going to talk. Um, he's, again, making more excuses of why they should be together. So he's convincing himself, again, um, they they need to be together. They have to be together. He goes on to say that she controls him, and everything he feels is make, is is her making. So now he's blaming her for all the feelings he's feeling towards her. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, it's more toxic traits than ever. Uh, in reality... <laughs> It's all in his head. And then Kanye's in this in this song. Kanye appears. Kanye like is just a short a short like eight bar, right really? Yeah. But I see it as Kanye kinda like um I won't even see like God talking to Tyler, but it's like an entity. Like a conscious maybe? Like a conscious. Yeah. And Kyle, and Tyler and uh, Kanye keeps saying uh, you know, it says Kanye's verse can be seen as a entity talking to Tyler and letting him know that he's lost, that he keeps saying you're lost, you know, you, mm-hmm. you you know, let it go. It doesn't have to be this way. But if you if you keep hearing t- uh, Kanye's verse verses, they keep getting shorter, yeah. like as if Tyler's just like ignoring him, and like or like glitching out or, or Kanye's glitching out. So like any real conscious, like the like the little um, cricket from Pinocchio, is like got thrown away, like. Okay. Any real sense that Tyler has left is gone it's now. Gone. It's like it doesn't. He he's basically ignoring his conscience. Yeah. The next song is called "What's Good," another angry song, um, and this is a perspective from Igor, basically saying like just hyping himself up, like I'm Igor, you know, uh, what's good, like you know, I'm the I'm the I'm I'm the shit basically. Okay. Uh, tell himself nothing really stopping him from doing what he wants, and Igor is that personality. Like if he wants her back, I'm gonna get that back. Like and the perspective of an abuser in a toxic relationship, that's what Igor is. Like it's you know the breakup happens, shit happens. You know physical abuse might happen, mental abuse might yeah. happen, emotional abuse. Yet that Igor and everyone in that abusive relationship can always bring that person back because. He, if he or she wants it, that's how it is. And yeah. that's the main part of toxic relationships is that it it's hard to get out of. Yeah. And that's what the perspective of the bad guy or the bad girl in this part is. 
The next song is called Gone Gone. Thank you. And this is the when I first heard this song, I took it as a perspective of the X. So now the song starts off very springy and happy. And it's very like there's a guitar in the background. Um, very different from what's good. My love is gone. Keeps um used as a chorus, like my love is gone and stuff like that. Applause, please. So she has finally moved on from the toxic relationship and telling Tyler or Igor that's officially over. So it's hard when 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 people are finally out of toxic relationships, they feel like spring is like he, she Tyler even like you know when, when the vo- the background vocal is happening, it says it feels like like spring and December. Oh. So in a cold, you you're know, used ha- to being cold the next. And that your your heart's cold, you know. You're in a dark place, and now your spring's happening. It's very bright. You know, the the birds are chirping. It's warm, stuff like that. So that's that's why I took it as the as the ex's perspective. You think it, all, you think it can also mean that it never happened because that won't ever happen. Spring and December will never happen. Maybe. Ooh. 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 Um. <laughs> uh, so she's finally moved on from toxic relationship. And Tyler and Igor, that's officially over. Igor responds back by saying, "Thank you for your time." Well, thank you for your time. He promised now that he won't ever fall in love again. So, like, he's finally uh, officially accepted the fact that it's over, and I'm going to thank you for your time, even though I think it was a waste of time, and I'm never going to fall again because it's a waste of time. Stuff like that. I don't love you anymore. Again, it's more of a mellow beat. Igor finally has admitted defeat, and he tells her he's moving on. So it's like, you didn't break up with me. I'm breaking up with you. I don't love you anymore. It's from I'm doing, oh, you know, again, <laughs> I'm, taking <a> <laughs> I'm taking the W here. You're the one taking it out. It's over. Even though he's the one that got broken up with. Um, And his shoes are moving on. He felt like he was wasting his time. And he starts getting angrier at this point. But mainly, he's mainly disappointed. It's over now. Yeah. The last song, which I feel like, again, it brings toxic relationships like in a full circle mm-hmm. and like a never ending circle because the name of the last song is called are we still friends oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. which it's a smooth classic al green like beat Ooh. like a very like mellow r&b um like any toxic person always wants to come back somehow and like toxic lovers they want to come back as friends after they what they did to the person ignoring what whatever like has happened in the past that's why the beat feels condescending because it's like a Sad puppy, like, are we still friends? Oh, God. Are we still friends? Like, it just stops right there. Yeah. But it ends like he's glitching out, and it ends very angry. Like, are we still friends? Like, oh, God. Um, which is his last attempt to basically continue with the toxic relationship. And my overall perspective, you know, is definitely, I don't know if Tyler was, I would probably tag Tyler in this episode because he wants people to know what they think about his his album and their perspectives, and I think it, he's just commentating on toxic relationships, whether boy or girl. You know, five months, a week, two years, five years, ten years, your Whatever whole life. Be, yeah. Like toxic relationships can happen, and it's a and never ending circle, and it's very hard to get out. It's very hard to get out. Um, affects your mental, physical, emotional state, and affects your loved ones around you. You start ignoring. Um, common sense. You start ignoring signs. You 
you even move on, date other people, yet yeah. that talk you're still part of that toxic relationship because you never officially cut ties. You're always saying we're friends, even though you're fucking on the side, <laughs> and you think things are gonna be different. But in the end, I think Tyler is definitely commenting on toxic relationships, and I feel like and everyone can. And it's funny because Juan didn't think this, mm-hmm. and and Juan thought it was just a breakup song, but I was like, no, it's a toxic. There's not even a breakup. Yeah. It's a never-ending breakup. That's true. So, my final thoughts. 10 out of 10. His best album. <laughs> um, completely different from his his um, his discography. If you are one of our listeners and you've listened to Igor, please um, DM or comment on the link when this link comes out on the Twitter, on, on Instagram. And let let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree, disagree. Um, I would definitely want to start a conversation, a, you know, conversation or a debate on this album. I think it's very open. Uh, like I said, Juan thought the, the album was completely different. I I took it as, as a different approach. And hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, Tyler Crater listens to this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that, that's the nice thing about music and artists in general. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very subject subjective. subjective. So everybody can have a different opinion. opinion on it or a different understanding on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, so I think it's your guys' t- turn to talk about Mac DeMarco. Oh, don't get me started. Um, before we do, uh, I just want to say that it all sounds like Tyler, the creator, just made a concept album. That's what I was thinking. Which isn't like, it's maybe a, n- a new idea for him, but like many people, you know, have done it before him. Not to, you know, take away from his originality or his, you know, artistic uh, vision. Um, but, yeah, I think that is it, it is interesting because I saw the album just as a breakup album and not from the shoes of someone who was, like, the toxic person. Um, before we started recording, I told you that uh, your explanation of the album sounded a lot sim- uh, really similar to uh, Tame Impala's Currents because it's another breakup album, but it's from the perspective of the person who fucked it up. And, like, just took an L and never really, like, became, I would say, toxic, but became, like, depressed and, like, uh, desperate. So not, like, angry, but, like, defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, they definitely took the L. That's what that album reminded me of. I love that album, but I've never looked into it that much. Uh, I I would say it's another concept album, too. Yeah, yeah because um, a lot of, like, the producer, like, he produced, also, he produced wrote and arranged the album like he he wrote the album he produced it himself and he arranged it and he's the first rapper to ever do get number one up so um but he obviously got um you know he probably sent it to a couple producers and uh and a couple people and they they their feedback of the album is like this is a like you said a concept a concept art Mm -hmm. um very abstract um if you look at the music i'll probably send you music videos later but like it's very like his character as Igor. You probably don't. You probably thinking like it's the di- blonde wig. The blonde wig. Yeah, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's that's my my take on Igor. Yeah. Um, but I love seeing his evolution because, like I said, or like you said, uh, I've been listening to him since I was in like my freshman year of high school. I think it was maybe the year before that or that year he dropped Bastard, like his EP, mm-hmm. and it was like super angry. And it was just, like, super, like, heavy and, like, perfect for, you know, 
angsty teenagers <laughs> who said, you know, fuck, fuck the system. But like, you know, the new generation of rap, I would say at that time. Uh, and I always thought he was a smart writer. Um, even though people thought he was just, you know, fucking around by saying like, suck my dick and stuff on <laughs> songs. Um, but I mean, what to, to his credit, he's never changed at all. I would say that the album is on brand for him because he's still angry. But now he has like, but now his albums or his songs are implementing stories. They're not just like randomly yelling or saying things. Random suck my dicks. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's always tell a story because uh, Bastard and Wolf are his personalities fighting with each other. There's like Wolf Haley. Oh, I remember. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Tyler stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, and like, there's the therapist. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so confused, but the, yeah. he's he's actually like you said. I think he just became more less explicit, like you know, suck my dick and stuff like yeah. that. To like, let's be friends. Yeah. You know, he but mean it in like a totally different way. Yeah. Ra- like rather than being like very kiddish about his deep you know, dark thoughts. He's, mm-hmm. he's he's just painting a picture rather than just like throwing paint on the wall now. And it's oh, okay. both arts a good way to see both it. arts, yeah. There's theme and there's and there's mm-hmm. and there's like a, a perspective. There's a straight I wouldn't even say it's a straight line, but it's definitely there's definitely a you can a visual endpoint and and a visual start point rather in bastards and wolves you, you there's just, just random points. There's just random points, and you have to, you. It it took the audience to connect to connect the dots. Yeah, and here, like, you know, he he arranged his album says he arranged it himself, and he arranged it in a way where like, it's a constant cycle and a constant like, mm-hmm. like, breakup happened. I'm trying to convince myself it didn't happen. We're friends, and it's 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 it almost started twice. And halfway started and and then ended, but. Uh, yeah, like you said, he just became, it's on par. He just became more smart about it. You know, going back to when you guys were saying that he used to write a lot of more angry songs mm-hmm. or angry music. That's one of the reasons that I never really got into Tyler, the Creator. Even though back then I was, I don't really it listen w- to It rap. was such a niche yeah. to yeah. like him and like his all, all you know, his friends. Like, a, I used to like rap back then. I don't really partake in rap, mm-hmm. to say. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge like good music that's rap, mm-hmm. you know. But back then, that's why I didn't really listen to Tyler the Creator, even though I was an angsty teen. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for <laughs> the angry music. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so Mac DeMarco oh God. also happened to drop an album. Uh, it's called Here Comes the Cowboy, and he came, and he came. <laughs> <laughs> um, this I told Ariel, um, but I feel like. For anyone who's listened to Mac DeMarco, I feel like this album is as if another one and this old dog made a baby. And that's what this album is. I, I can see that. But I also think maybe this old dog and his first album. Mm, tasty. Just because, uh, I mean, it's kind of random. Like Choo Choo mm-hmm. and like Baby Bye Bye. And like the, the, the type of voice he uses, you know, I feel like in Salad Days and 2, he really didn't use his deeper tones or voice mm-hmm. to sing, and I I caught them a lot more in this album. In this album, yeah, like like, like with the intro song, mm-hmm. like here comes the cowboy. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, I just Googled, like, Mac DeMarco, and the first article from the New Yorker says, is Mac DeMarco growing up? I think he is. Um, which is on par with Tyler Creator. Um, they're both... Yeah. Was Mark DeMarco's old music angsty as well? No, nah, but it was, like, or was a lot pro- more fucking around. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah. he'll just auto-tune the fuck out of his voice. Yeah, so same way, like, it's different fucking rounds, really. Yeah. Like Tyler Creator fucked around by saying, suck my dick, and, you know... Mac DeMarco changes, you know, auto tuned it and stuff like so. It's definitely on par. Mm. But I would say because I just read an interview from Mac not too long ago. Oh, he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 fucking around still, but in a different way. Oh, and this is his sixth album as well. This yeah. is Tyler Creator's sixth album as well. Yeah. I think they've met before. And the Raptors won in six games <laughs> at the six. <laughs> <laughs> so he in an interview said that he never cared about being famous which i i honestly do believe because that's just his character type he's so humble it's one of the reasons that i was actually talking to janetta about my favorite artist mm-hmm. like solo artists i have favorite uh-huh. band solo artists you know i think mac demarco is probably my favorite artist because he really i feel like he just makes music to make music yeah um i don't know if he still does this but you know even when he was getting a little big he doesn't there's an interview he's like he's like i don't fuck around with tour buses I travel in a fucking, you know, van. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, he doesn't care for the tour bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So since he doesn't care about fame in the interview, I think he said something along the lines of he's still fucking around, but now he's making music where since he's already famous, he cares even less about the repercussions than he did when he was first starting to okay. make music. If that makes any sense. I feel like he puts more emotions into it, I feel like. Yeah, so now that he's got a fan base, he doesn't care, like, if they like it or not. Because now he's just making music for the purity of it, which I really like. And I can hear it in his songs, too. Oh, yeah. Especially this whole dog and this one. Um, When we get out of here, I'll listen to Igor again. But you got to promise me to listen to this album, too. Yeah, I'll listen, so, to, yeah. I'll listen to Igor for the first time. It yeah. really, your, your explanation really intrigued, intrigued me, just because I like stories. I, I think I learned I'm a good uh, summarizer. I think I summarized mm-hmm. the movie for our friend Angel once. What movie was it? A Star is Born. Oh, I, yeah. I explained A Star is Born, like, word, word by word while we were driving from Aurora to Chicago. It took me the whole time explaining it. And he was, like, so intrigued. Like, I think he ended up watching it later. And he was just like, I liked your explanation better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I feel like it's the same thing with Tyler Creator. Um, you know, he's, he makes music now for because he likes to make music he makes his own beats and stuff and he knows that his fans would follow him regardless um you know our manager tori a big mac demarco and tyler creator fan and shout out tori she she has a she has the album flower boy she has a the the b right here and by your ear but you know she she's explained that right we we both agree that you know real tyler creator fans or og tyler Creator, i don't even say real but og tyler creator fans have evolved with from being angsty teens to being emotional, you know, you know, heartbroken, etc. And but if you started liking Tyler Creator now, you wouldn't like his old music. I would agree I, with that. I would agree with that. And then like would you say the same thing about Mac DeMarco? Like if I start listening to Mac DeMarco right now, can I like his first album? You can try. You can try. The first album in itself, though, it's different from his second and third album. Yeah. Like, when I first listened to his... I, I honestly didn't know his first album existed. Um, and, to, and then I went to go, to listen to it. And I didn't like it at first. 
because I was used to like the freaking you know chorus heavy mm-hmm. chorus heavy guitar licks and stuff, and yeah. I feel like he didn't really have that in the first album. Nah, and I was used to to his like higher pitch voice versus yeah. his lower lower end tones. Um, but then one day I listened to it and I just took it as an album instead of a Mac DeMarco album. Yeah. And I ended up liking it, like, like actually liking it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if you remove like your expectations from what you're used to from that artist, then you can maybe enjoy it. I think that's maybe why people like more of Tyler's stuff now. Because they would, I mean, maybe you can remove yourself from when you listen to Flower Boy and then end up liking it more. Because I know a lot of people who hated Cherry Bomb. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Cherry Bomb I think is his most underrated album <laughs> because that's what, that's his that was when his transition from angsty um, songwriter to like that was after Wolf, right? That was after Wolf. Mm-hmm. The beat's still heavy, very like synthesized and very bass heavy, but the messages were different. Like, there's a song where like he talks about falling in love with a girl, but she's too fucking young. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't do this. You're young. You're like, that's a fucking case. I don't know. I don't think it's like a case, but like, you know, she's like probably like 18. And he's yeah. like, I, he, like, he like, would have been like 25 at the time. Yeah, 25. So like there's a huge age gap and stuff like that. So like there's still that angsty in him. But like he was making more like soulful, more like love letter type songs. And that's why. And but the beats were the beats and the message were going opposite directions. While now, and, like, his earlier music was, like, his beats and his messages were going the same direction. And I feel like he's doing the same thing now where the beats and the message are going the same way, but now a different direction. So, you know, his older stuff are going left. His, you know, Cherry Bomb is going, both beats going left and then right. And now all his message and beats are going right. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to paint a picture in your head, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Going back to Max, K is my favorite song. Best love song ever. I would you think say. so? From him, yeah. Yeah, from him, yeah. yeah. I think it's on, on up up there with but uh, this still, still together. Oh yeah, yeah. From uh, two, two, two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or uh, let my baby stay. Oh, that's a good one. Still beating, still good. Yeah. From uh, this old dog. Uh, I was telling Ariel this. Uh, in his song, Hey Cowgirl. There's a really, really good uh, lyric that I like. I don't know if it's a double entendre because I'm not an English major, but I think it is. Uh, He says, uh, will you give up your stars to watch some TV? And I think that's really clever because in the countryside, there's not a lot of city lights. So you get to see the stars at night. But on TV, you watch movie stars, TV stars. So you're watching, you know. A different kind of star. He's 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 gotten a lot more smarter. Or yeah, his lyrics are just. Or maybe they're so simple. They're too sm- they're smart. Yeah, they're so know? simple, like that you can understand them. Yeah, and then the, interpret them your own way. That's how I interpret. Like, it, I like the know? lyrics in K. He's like, it's literally say, "Hey, if you ever doubted me or my love for you, here's this freaking song. Listen to it." Yeah. That's literally saying. Oh God. It's beautiful, beautiful. Song. It's just like a very, it's so heartfelt. The album. Yeah. And it's super chill. You know something that Mac DeMarco does that i hate and love at the same time he uses like weird microtones like the way he tunes and like uses um the way he tunes his guitar or whatever scale he decides to use like he'll like i heard he'll, th- i heard that on two he strung his guitar backwards yeah and and um and i hate it because i like it because it's different tones i'm not used yeah. to but i hate it because i like learning his music 
and a lot of like times like his E was at the bottom. Oh, that's weird. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't hear that. No, but I no, heard that like, too. Yeah. Like instead of doing like uh, there's like in the music world, you go from E to you go from A B C D E. You go from E to F. Yeah. And then instead of going to it's like it's like he goes to E and a half instead of uh-huh. F right afterwards. Right. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, technically E and a half or E sh- E sharp is F, but yeah. like somewhere in the middle, like where it's not really a normal like note. Um, so when you try to learning anything and trying to play along with this music, it sounds like stupid. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't sound. The same. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound on on like uh, tuned together. Right. Mm. Do you have a favorite song off the album? You just K or preoccupied? You said you like that. I, li- I love preoccupied. Just yeah, I like uh, all our yesterdays are gone too. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. I feel like in this album, he used a lot more bass too. Yeah, I hear it. You can actually um, hear some bass. Mm-hmm. Have you heard to uh, all of our yesterdays live yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> I keep forgetting to. Honestly, you just wait till September because he plays like a super cool guitar solo. In oh, it. okay, that. Yeah. No, I'll just listen to it live. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> September's a long way out. It really is. So the Raptors ones. <laughs> uh, just my last update. Yeah, six game six. Both six albums, six six six. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm. Uh, so you're, you're traveling. Yes, so, I am. Uh, with Ruben, Marcos, and Eric. So what? What do you? Can you explain to the audience where where you guys going? What y'all gonna do? Uh, we're gonna go to Colorado Springs, which Nayeli, shout out Nayeli and Chris, come on the show. Uh, Please. has told me that is the Aurora of Colorado. <laughs> so I may be less excited now, but I'm Bogus. still. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> I'm still excited to go and just have another trip um, and just get out of here So for a week. Yeah, that's why uh, Juan earlier in the episode said that we're going to jump into our we're going to reschedule. Our schedule. Uh, originally, Nayeli and Chris were supposed to be – this was supposed to be a different topic. That's why this is the filler episode. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Ariel. You were, were Shout out, before. Ariel. I appreciate being your rebound. No worries, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't even say it was a rebound. It's just, you're, you're, you're like – Fresh in our substitute list. You were going to be on the show anyway. Eventually. So, yeah. So on I'm, a proper, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your B team. On a proper episode. <laughs> you're, you're, the you're, you're in the G League for sure. You're, you're, you're definitely like You're going to be in the NBA soon. Yeah, one, day, one day we'll put you put you in the team. Yeah. Um, No, but uh, we're actually going to be recording two episodes next week or this weekend. Um, but is that like Juan is going to be recording in Colorado with the boys. And I'm going to be recording here in Aurora uh, with some special guests. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably... Yeah, we're going to be ahead. But then after that, that's when we jump back into our main topic. And yep. Where, where we have, you know, guests and, mm-hmm. and we have a specific theme. I think the one that I'm going to record over there is going to be on my phone. So sorry for the quality the quality drop again. Uh, it's only because I have very limited space and I don't want to pay United Airlines to for a suitcase. So I'm just <laughs> going to bring carry-ons. So rip the boys. They can't use the mic. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ariel, uh, this is towards the end of the episode uh, where we talk about where we can find you, uh, where you where you you know where where you're up next, and how our audience can get in touch with you if you want. Well, you can really you can't really find me anywhere because I'm off social media for almost two years. But find me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I need to look up my name if you guys are really interested. <laughs> I think I know what I think it's just your name. Honestly, it might just be my name. Yeah. 
Oh, I guess technically, yeah, yeah. It's just my name with no spaces for the last name. That should tell you what type of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out my last post. It's my uh, the office video game I made. <laughs> that was hella cute. Thanks. Should be out soon. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on Treyarch to respond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Juan? Uh, as always, you can find me at Juan.ai on Instagram. Um, I don't know if people are scared to DM me feedback from the show, <laughs> but if you guys want to have a discussion or something, uh, my DMs are open if I accept the request that is. Like I said, I don't appreciate you talking shit, but if you have like a full constructive feedback, I would appreciate it because I'm always trying to improve the show as well. Uh, what about you, Oscar? Like always, obviously, if you're listening to the show, you probably follow me. But follow the podcast at TQO Pod. Um, TQO Pod is uh, for f- both, all three of them: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, um, we have stickers. A Minecraft server? No, oh, no Mike. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, uh, we will. Uh, yeah, we have Redbubble where we sell our stickers. Um, I don't know if we sold any stickers, but I'm I'm gonna buy mm-hmm. stickers. I'm buy stickers in bulk and hopefully do like some sort of giveaway. Uh, to all our fans, I don't know what how long this season is going to last. This is episode yeah, we five. Don't know. Um, obviously, um, episode one, uh, season one was six episodes. It's going to yep. be more than six episodes, but we we just don't know what the cap is for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, the continued support, let us know. Um, yeah. uh, I also want to give a shout out to uh, our a previous guest, uh, Kenji, aka Too Skinny. He just released his very own podcast episode on SoundCloud. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It is called... <laughs> let me try to find it in the group chat. It's called Talking My Shit, Episode 1. Where your teeth at, my guy? <laughs> um, the link will be to Kenji will be provided. Uh, so you guys can go check it out. Follow him. Uh, really appreciate him coming on the show that one week. And I hope you guys can give him some love on his podcast, too. Also, follow our barber, Omar Oaxaca. Uh, let him know that we sent you. Uh, he he won't give you a discount, but <laughs> nah, he won't. He won't. Know. You but, better tip him. But tip him well. If not, um, he he's gonna give you a low fade. On God. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you for not talking shit about me on that podcast because I still with all the Mexican <laughs> ladies. <laughs> I wasn't gonna name names. I was like, I was listening to it. I was like, fucked. I was like shaking. I was like, don't say nothing. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't I'm just out in myself. I right can't now. diss <laughs> you for going to them because you say you don't care about your hair. But if you were to tell me that you look good every time you get a haircut and I know you stay going to the Mexican ladies, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> but as long as you tell me like you don't care about your hair, that's like, all right, well, I, I can agree. I can agree. I can respect you for that. Um, you know? But you know what? Their, their prices are going up where I'm really? going. So I might just consider uh, going to Big Boss is that what you guys call it? Big Boss. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might just consider. Honestly, I think it would be worth it for no, you. You looked at my hair. And yeah, I it's, like it. <laughs> it's got to be worth it for you. We're going to have to do something. I, I, I'd be seeing the people that go before me, and he can work with you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Peace out.